BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Tom Talks Fresh, and stand back for another video. This time, I'm joined for another episode of Love and Wrestling on Fight Flow Booked with the one of with the one and only Alistair McGeorge from the Metro. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tom. It's good to get to chat to you again. I know we've just been catching up, and yeah, it's great seeing how well you're doing, especially getting this as well. Um, like I say, I'm always thankful for the opportunities I get, and I'm excited to chat with you again. So if we take this back, Alistair, do you remember the moment, not that you discovered wrestling, but you were like, yeah, this is my thing now. I love this. Yeah, and it won't come as too much of a surprise to you from the last time we spoke, but it goes back to Eddie Guerrero, who I know I mentioned a lot in our first conversation. And it's it's one of those, the first pay-per-view I ever got up to watch live here in the UK was um, No Way Out, him against Brock. Mm. And I was just so invested in it, in Eddie's story, in him as a performer. And yeah, I would have been 13, 14 at the time. And I remember just jumping off the sofa so elated when he beat Brock. And it's one of those, it didn't matter that Goldberg interfered. It didn't matter that he used the belt. Like all of those things that people get bogged down in now about tainted wins and overbooking, it's it still remembered as just this perfect moment. And yeah, I think that was the... First time I remember really getting the spark fully for this. Mm. So you talked about there maybe getting bogged down in certain things as fans now. Is there a specific match? And I think you're probably going to, I think I know the answer, but you talked about the moment you loved wrestling. Is there a specific match that you're like, no matter what, whenever I watch this match, this reminds me why I love wrestling, no matter what's going on in my professional life? Yeah, that's it. Like it is him and Brock is right up there because of the feelings of watching it live for the first time and like I say, really falling in love with every part of this business. And and, and most of the matches that I'll go back, a lot of them are from that period and from Eddie. So even just the other day, um, I stuck on Eddie and Angle from WrestleMania because I hadn't watched it in a while. It, yeah, what and a it's match. Such, yeah, such a perfect match and just the 
even digging deeper into it, the psychology of it, I remember chatting to Kurt Angle a long time ago about it and him saying that he was driving with Eddie and mm. just going to the next town and Eddie was like, oh, we should do this with the boot and just suggested it on a drive saying this would be great. And it ended up being such a memorable finish. So yeah, it's there's a lot from that era that I go back to and still enjoy. Is Eddie Guerrero the wrestler that you're like, yeah, I can watch his matches and still watch them as a fan, like sort of thing? Yeah, 100%. And then, and, and even going back to sort of stuff with him and Malenko, which I wasn't, you know, I wasn't watching ECW at the time. I would have been very young when they were kind of tearing it up there. But I've gone back and watched so many from that period. And I think, yeah, particularly with him, I go back to a lot around his title reign and the matches he had with JBL, sort of that storyline was like nothing I'd seen before at that point from when I started watching about 2002, 2003. So seeing mm. that level of passion and the blurred lines with Eddie's mum being involved in everything, it all, yeah, even watching it back now still captures me. Mm. So for people that may not know, what is it that you do for the Metro when it comes to uh, wrestling journalism, etc.? Yeah, so um, a few years ago, it'll be... I think four years in October, I went on my first press trip for the Metro and a few months later we launched properly sort of a WWE section for them. So I cover anything wrestling related on the Metro. Um, we just had our first piece in print a few weeks ago with The Undertaker. So I'm hoping to kind of carry on with that and keep branching and ha- hopefully having more interviews go to print as well. But yeah, the majority of it, I cover everything, sort of results, news, exclusives, interviews, all that kind of fun stuff. You talked about it being a exclusively WWE site at the time when it launched. Is it now most wrestling, or is it still strictly they cover WWE? Um, we've definitely expanded more since then. Like I think once they realised the audience was there, it was easier for me to like that. I should say they've given me a lot of freedom since the beginning because they know that I know wrestling. Sort of people on the staff don't necessarily. You know, a lot of them don't have a clue about it and mm. it's not really their world. So they've given me a lot of freedom. And I think, yeah, once the numbers started showing that they were, mm. you know, it was easier for me to go. And like, I wanted to cover Impact from the beginning. You know, I've known Cy Rodstein for a long time and he's a big reason I'm getting to do this now, without a doubt, with the interviews he gave me earlier in my career. So mm. being able to cover Impact and AEW as well. And, and then on top of that, it's, if anything, particularly wild happens that starts going mad on Twitter and will make a good story that might be from an indie company or anything like that. I've got the freedom to do that as well, even with it being primarily sort of WWE and then, like I say, AEW and Impact 2 to a lesser extent. Mm. So I am curious to know, because you cover wrestling in more of a journalistic side and maybe a written side rather than like a, this is what happened, like sort of podcasty side. Is there anyone that you're like, if wrestling's on, I'm watching it with them sort of thing? Who do you like watching wrestling alongside? Um, Since I started watching it, um, it was always, I mean, we're not living together anymore, but my sister growing up, um, we always watched it. So I still, like when um, I think it was Crown Jewel, the last one, we were sat watching that together and we will still, when we can, watch pay-per-views. Um, my partner Claire has got into wrestling I think sort of out of necessity at this point. Um, <laughs> does 
she's kind of grown to quite like it. And I found out as a quick aside, I massively missold it to her. Um, because... Oh, I heard this story the other day. But if you want to tell that story again, that was very funny. Yeah, so very quickly that I, yeah, I tried to sell it on the idea of um, the drama and the stories. And I was like, oh, Champer and Gargano have just had this real blood feud and tried to sell it on that. And, you know, I thought I'd done a decent job. Mm. And then she sat down to watch her first WrestleMania. There were me, a few friends and her at the bar. And instantly she said, why didn't you tell me it was drag race with fighting? And she's right. I definitely, yeah. That was apparently what I should have sold it on, sort of the capes, the music, and the silly, wonderful camp side of it, rather than me trying to go, but it's such a serious piece of theatre. So, I mean, it, it's both, because yeah. wrestling can be whatever it wants to be. It's like, that's the cool yeah. thing. Like, you and I as, like, bigger fans know, it's like, you can have a blood and guts match, for example, on the same card as a... And for example, the card I'll use is like full gear 2019. You had a big like emotional angle of uh Cody Jericho in a championship match, like a what I would call almost a real sport match, quote unquote. And then you had a like the very divisive violent hardcore fest in the unsanctioned match. I think that's one of the great points about wrestling. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. And I know it's going to sound a broken record bringing it back to Eddie, but just as an example of performers like him, where it is all those things, you know, he's seen as one of the best technical wrestlers of all time, charismatic. He had all the comedy spots, doing the whole throwing the belt and distracting referees and everything like that, but then could have matches like he did with JBL with that kind of bloodbath that they had. Mm. And like you say, yeah, it doesn't have to be one specific thing it can be all of those things at once and that's where it is a joy to watch mm, i fully agree with you so obviously wrestling with our job sort of in the uk and it being on late at night and stuff have you ever experienced burnout and been like maybe i don't love this anymore not necessarily with not loving it but there's definitely times where if there's been a particularly long stretch of say back-to-back interviews then a tiny little break and then knowing I'm going into however many hours of working for a pay-per-view mm. that can get draining but it's kind of the passion that keeps it going and that's the same with any kind of aspects of it like having to um not having to but when I did the Undertaker interview um nearly a couple of months ago now it was while me and my partner were on holiday oh and wow. moments, yeah and it's moments like that where it's like slightly draining where it's knowing even when there's sort of but say a week off there's going to be times like that where you know i'm not going to turn down that interview or, mm-hmm. or there'll be shows to cover things like that but i think it'd be an impossible job to do and you'll know this as well as anyone you couldn't do this job without loving it mm. Mm. i agree so what do you do to avoid like that burnout for lack of a better word then do you put have you put anything in place um i've just got better at trying to switch off and so particularly like thinking with the holidays and stuff thankfully the metro are very supportive especially at this point with the way it's grown that when i'm off for a week my editor might message me saying we've noticed this like it happened um in may when um alexa bliss 
announced her pregnancy. And that'd normally be something where if I'm on holiday, I'd quickly be trying to write something on my phone frantically to send something to an editor to get done. But now I'm a much I'm much better at, you know, asking them to write it for me while I'm off and using the people that I've got there to support me. And then beyond mm-hmm. that, it's also just finding wrestling light. I don't necessarily cover in terms of reviews, I'd just review Raw SmackDown and pay-per-views. So almost watching other shows, particularly particularly NXT recently and Impact as well, provide a nice escape because I'm not watching it with a work frame of mind unnecessarily. Mm. So I'm still finding joy in a lot of wrestling aside from the work as well. How do you watch it differently when you are watching it in a work frame of mind, for example, and then when you are watching it as just a fan, quote unquote, because I know we are all still fans even when we work. Yeah, definitely. And that's it. It's like for the, um, say, for the premium live events, doing those each month when I'm watching those, same with the weekly shows, it'll be a lot of watching it and making sure I'm taking a lot of notes. And if there's, you know, I'll I'll be kind of writing my report as I go along, if there's any big news breaking out, making sure I'm jumping on that. So I might, you know, it's still Mm. got my attention, but there's always going to be little bits that might be missed if I'm quickly, as a one-man team, having to rush different bits out. Whereas if I know I'm not doing that report for a show, I do get to, yeah, just focus more on enjoying it, relaxing, knowing that I've not got to, you know, be trying to get a load of stories out while I'm watching it, if that Mm. makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Has there ever been a moment that, like, one that probably would stick in my head because I know a few reporters that I've spoken to have done this. They were writing their notes, for example, and then the streak ended and they were like, what? Like, I missed that. Has there ever been a moment that you're maybe typing and you're like, what happened there? Like, sort of thing. You missed a finish or you was like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, so the streak I was, this was before I was doing it for Metro. I did little bits for the mirror when I was there. And it's just sort of for a few month period under the TV editor at the time. And I was at home here kind of doing the live blog for that WrestleMania and trying to keep up with that and get breakouts done and things. And yeah, the moment the streak ended, I remember just sort of sitting there for a minute or two, kind of trying to take it in while realizing I did have some stories to write. But (laughs) as a fan, I got so caught up for a second being like, oh, oh, I'm on that. That's actually just happened. That's a big deal, sort of thing. Yeah. And I will say it's something that I don't mind that they did. I think they got a great reaction on the night from it. And, you know, everything Lesnar's done since, I think, was enhanced by that, especially with Heyman by his side. But, yeah, in the moment, I remember just kind of staring for a minute and, yeah, being so taken aback by it. Hmm. So we talked a lot about your work in wrestling media in this conversation. But if I was to say to you, name five people in the current wrestling media that you think either don't get enough praise, deserve their flowers, or you're like, I'm just a big fan of their work. Who would that be? Yeah, I mean, I want to mention Don Smith straight away. Um, Just because he he does incredible work. He asks great questions. He's been so smart with the interviews he gets as well and branching out to people like I've chatted into with Jason Baker and being able to get really good lines about Bray through that and I know he did um, a chat with Eric Redbeard recently which tied into sort of the horror side and the music stuff he's doing as well and his work ethic and everything I sort of really admire him for that and the way he'll help everyone else how just 
he's he's a really bloody lovely person. Mm. So I want to yeah him um, Naren Flanders who does stuff for Reach and the Mirror um is doing great work now. Um I mean she has been for a long time but in the wrestling sphere particularly the last sort of year she's really yeah come onto the scene in a big way with that and does absolutely great interviews and content as well and has such a passion for it. Um Stephanie Chase is so so dedicated to this and puts in an unbelievable amount of work and passion and everything and mm. more than anyone she deserves to have the best weekend at all in because mm. the amount she's put into the AEW side as well is phenomenal um so <laughs> I definitely want to mention her um just on a friend level as well Alex McCarthy always deserves yeah. a mention he's been great to me sort of the last few years and someone I consider a friend and yeah um, I mean his work speaks for itself as well and um Joe Biamonte who does a lot of stuff for sport um is someone I met in properly at Wrestlemania in Dallas um got on with instantly was able to sort of connect with him again at uh this year's Wrestlemania and over money in the bank and yeah he's doing really great work too and another lovely lad and obviously I know I've mentioned five there, but yourself as well. You've found your niche fantastically. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't want that, but no, no, no. No, no, no but I, I I do want to mention it because I know I alluded to it before we were recording, but you're, you're doing such great work. You've found such a great niche for yourself. There's nothing... I, I've noticed it before when I'm chatting to people. It can be intimidating chatting to people who are in the exact same world as you as well, and you come off brilliantly every time you do it so yeah i wanted to make sure i mentioned you as well man. i really appreciate that man you have someone that's always been incredibly nice to me when it comes to advice or anything like uh you could do this or reaching out to people you've been like yeah always very helpful so i do really appreciate that but the next question is like where are, where is your current fandom so we're going to talk about three moments you love from the past in wrestling I have a feeling I know what some of them might be. And then free from the current product as we record this in July 2023 that you absolutely... Yeah. So um, starting with the past, obviously Eddie Guerrero mentioned him and that moment with Brock. And like I say, his storyline with JBL was a real big one for me to, like I say, all the different aspects that were going into that with the blood kind of blood feud everything that was going on with Eddie's mom it was just a perfect whirlwind um going on from that um CM Punk and the pipe bomb and everything that came from that really it was when I'd been at university and I hadn't been able to watch as religiously anymore because of not having sky and lectures and things getting in the way of watching stuff live real life yeah <laughs> exactly word. yeah and then towards the end of university, sort of a few months before all of that, I was able. I had other friends at university who I'd made who really liked wrestling, and Punk was a big part of us all watching it as well. So definitely him. And I know it's a lot more recent, but I'm going to say Daniel Bryan winning at WrestleMania. I'm going to count mm. it as historical just because everything I felt when I saw Eddie win came flooding back in a way of seeing someone who had that kind of journey to the top and it was such a happy ending and yeah it kind mm. of reminded me a lot of 
becoming a fan in the first place. That's very cool, my friend. So I am very curious to know, as we look at wrapping this up, Alistair, so I do want to be respectful of your time. And obviously, I've really enjoyed this conversation as always, my friend. Do you think, the question I end this show on is, will you always be a wrestling fan? Do you think? Will you always love wrestling? Oh, I definitely will. Before we do that, I'll quick, I realise I didn't answer you one about the current product. So I'll very oh, yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just suddenly realised. So I'll very quickly, um, Sami Zayn as a whole, I know it's going back a year or so, but everything he did with Johnny Knoxville, everything he's done with the bloodline has been exceptional. And he's one that, obviously I keep saying it, Eddie Guerrero is my be all and end all in wrestling, but Sami Zayn, I think will, as the years go on, I'll be holding him up as a very, very close number two for me. Mm. Um, I'm loving everything around LA Knight at the moment. Like everyone, it's an obvious one to say, but he's so charismatic. It's great seeing those reactions that he's getting. So definitely him. And I hope it's going to stay current, but Bray Wyatt is someone I've loved for a long, long time. Dom has said it to me a lot. I managed to shoehorn him into almost every interview I do. I did, especially mm-hmm. during the period he'd been released to coming back. Anytime I could find a way to fit a question in about him, I was doing it. Um, I love his creative mind. Obviously, it's not all hit, but yeah, he is still keeping my passion alive. So mm, that's very cool. So, as I said, as we wrap this up, mm. the question I end all this in all I end this show on is: Do you believe you will always love wrestling? I think so. Um, I can't see a time I ever kind of fall out of love with it. Um, since I started watching it about 20 years ago it's been a constant and even before I started watching it I was playing the games with my best friend at the time when we were nine or ten so it's 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 had a presence in my life since I was about nine ten years old and you know I've been fortunate enough to now turn it into the job and that's kind of only enhanced my love for it it'd be it'd be a horrible day if it came where I wasn't still into it and I think it's one of those there's so much variety now in the current wrestling landscape between all the major companies every day of the week that I can't envision a way where there's not some form of wrestling that I don't still love Mm, I fully understand what you're saying there so as we look at wrapping this up where can the good tell the good people of Fight Flow Overbooked where they can find you etc yeah, so I'm on um, Twitter as Alistair McGee, A-L-I-S-T-A-I-R. Nearly forgot how to spell my own name then. That was a good start. <laughs> um, yeah, everything on there, I kind of put all my exclusives, things like that up there. And then the stories themselves are all at metro.co.uk forward slash tag forward slash WWE. Um, and hopefully, yes, some more fun things to come this summer. That's very cool to hear. And as always, thank you for a great conversation, my friend. Thank you for always being incredibly nice to me. Thank you for coming on. So if you guys like this, make sure you subscribe to Fightful Overbooked on YouTube. Follow Fightful on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at TomTalkFresh. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, TomTalkRubbish, where I interview some of the greatest in wrestling media about their overall fandom rather than their love of wrestling currently. And this great man has been on there before. So make sure you give me a like, subscribe, subscribe to Fightful, and I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye now.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co. 